It is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, and welcome to episode 218 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jessica Jones, NSI Deputy Executive Director, and I'm joined today by Lester Munson, who since Monday has officially become NSI's slavish adherent to market ideology, and Jamil Jaffer, who you may have been confusing with the other Jamil Jaffer of Columbia Law School fame. Yes, they're in fact two of them out there. On Monday, we talked about the Biden doctrine and our conversation stemmed from a recent op-ed in the Washington Post from Fareed Zakaria, which laid out concerns about NSA Jake Sullivan's ongoing statements that in order to remain competitive with China and protect U.S. national security and economic interests, that the U.S. government needs to take a more active role in promoting and growing a handful of critical industries here in the U.S. There was some stark disagreement within the team and in a fault lines first, things got so heated that today we're going to be continuing the conversation, which we kicked off on Monday. Today, we're diving back into it, unless for once, um, as you admitted, you were on Zakaria's side here. So what are some of the fundamental concerns that you have with Sullivan's position, the CHIPS Act? Do you not want the U.S. government working to ensure that we're strengthening the U.S. domestic chip supply? My fundamental problem here is there's a fever in Washington, frankly, in both parties, to make a bunch of decisions about the economy. They want to slap tariffs on everything. They want to subsidize this, that, or the other thing. The folks who are making these decisions, they don't know where the market's going to be in a year, much less 5, 10, 15, or 20. We're going to spend $50 billion or so subsidizing the U.S. computer chip industry. I'm not sure that's going to work. You know, we haven't, we're not changing the fundamental economics of computer chip production in the world. For the U.S. economy to thrive, we need to be global. We need to be able to produce things in other countries where there's cheaper labor. I'm sorry. Yes, people get left behind. That is the nature of capitalism. That is what has led to our incredible standard of living and our position at the top of the heap for decades. But but less. But no, but nobody nobody disagrees with what you're saying, right? This idea somehow that that's the only thing we're talking about. We're talking about not making chips in China. We're not talking about making not making chips anywhere else in the world. We can certainly make chips elsewhere, and we should do that. But this idea somehow that we should give up all chip manufacturing and just let it go to China, which is what the market has led to, right, is also crazy. So, the, and I don't disagree with you, Les. There is a, there's a fever to regulate. We should not give into that fever. China is not the reason to give in that fever. That being said. You're setting up a straw man that that's the only answer. There is a middle ground here. I think Jessica's got uh, got that point too. Well, when you talk about you let let the U.S. specialize in what it does best, it finds cheap labor. Yeah, that's what it specializes in. How is that going to help us in the, like a national security conflict? We find cheap labor. That's not going to solve what like our supply supply chain resiliency. So, like just relying on that isn't going to get us where we need to be, folks. We, we imposed a gazillion tariffs in the Trump administration. The Biden administration kept every single one of them. And you know what? Our trade deficit has gotten bigger. The idea that you can regulate the economy from the White House or Congress is bananas. It doesn't work. That's the Nobody's- real issue. And we're, and we're sneaking right back into it with things like Sullivan's speech and good on Fareed Zakaria for at least identifying the flaw. <laughs> first like, of all, wait, no, wait, wait. No, no so, that's absolutely no, what's no, happening. So, Sullivan, so first of all, Sullivan's speech says we have to get beyond just tariffs and trade policy. Like, let's think of economic partnerships and cooperations, right? Like the right. E- U.S. EU Trade and Technology Council. Like, let's think beyond that exact limited scope that you're talking about, Les, because we have to think creatively about how to address these 
these issues. It can't just be tariffs. That's not going to work. The tariffs are already there. I know. Yes. We're yes, already Trump, guess, limit. Yes. We're already radically limiting American economic opportunities with the idea that somehow this is going to benefit our competition we, with China. It's going to have the opposite impact. The thing that Beijing doesn't want us to do is unleash the American private sector. The, the Communist Party of China would love it if we tried to imitate them. Please do that. Less. Yes, America, you know, eliminate your greatest asset, please, because we're trying to take over everything. Please, whatever you do, don't double down on the ingenuity of the American people. Nobody's saying that. You're 100% right, Les, that we should double down on the ingenuity of the American people. But this idea that tariffs prevent that from happening is just not true. We've had tariffs yes, since the it beginning. Is. Yes, it is. Why would you why would you tell the American people they can't buy cheap stuff? No, why would you that. do that? Why would how you make that, them pay does, more money that, for steel? Why would you make them pay more money with, for timber? Why? What why are you with American that? ingenuity? American ingenuity about is about creating products here and selling them overseas. It's not about restricting no, it's not. stuff. It's about, coming- it's, about, it's about creating the global architecture that is going to maximize our prosperity. If we made everything here, our standard of living goes way down. Let's be clear. Nobody, we're 4% nobody. of the world's population and 22% of the world's economy. There is no way we can do Fortress America. You're talking about Fortress America. You're no. basically becoming a natcon before our eyes, Jamil Jaffer. Shame on you. Less. Less. Nobody is saying let's make T-shirts in the U.S. I am yes, happy with China. No, they're not. I'm, it's exactly. Okay, that's effectively what they're saying. No one cares about t-shirts. Right. Exactly. (laughs) We're talking about semiconductors. Wait, what's not like the other? Are you aware of the regulation on textiles and the clothing industry? It is spectacular. Right. But but, but let's talk talk about what, what, what we're talking about here today. We're talking about semiconductors, telecommunications gear, and critical minerals. You want to talk about T-shirts and wool, we can have that debate. I agree with you. We should not make T-shirts and wool here, okay? But we absolutely should make semiconductors, and if not here, in allied countries where we can get them from without having to worry about the Chinese Communist Party. That's the debate, Les. We're not debating wool one, Jamil, you're the one who brought up the Inflation Reduction Act, which actually imposed all kinds of crazy restrictions on electric vehicles, so we can't get them from our allies. Right? The idea that you can, you can create some sort of architecture in Washington that is smarter than the market is nuts. Let's talk about, actually, the Inflation Reduction Act and Inflation Reduction Act you're talking about. That requires us to get critical minerals from the U.S. or allied countries with which we have a free trade agreement. That is the right answer. That allows us to separate from China on that issue. We should not allow China to control 80 to 90% of the world's critical mineral processing capabilities and 89% of its capability to pull them out of the ground. That's insane and where we've ended up. That was the right thing to do. That is actually a great example. I'm not talking about the intent. You're talking about the intent. The intent is fine. I understand the intent. The intent is, oh, let's strengthen America versus China. Yes, let's do that. The reality is the consequences of those decisions are never what we want them to be. We try to erect tariffs on China to restrict the amount of imports we get from that country. It doesn't work. Our trade imbalance is still massive. In fact, it's bigger than it was before. So the, it, it, but, that's the fundamental flaw. But the you, intent is fine. The, the practice doesn't work. That is my point. You support a massive trade imbalance because, as you just said, we can't make everything here. You're, that's not a trade imbalance is not a bad thing. I know, but that's why we introduced what, the tariffs because we think we're going to oh, stop it. There it is. You're, like the whole idea that we can regulate the economy to create Strong something it. that we want is not. It doesn't work that way, my friends. Don't be fooled. It is fool's gold. Stop pursuing it. I am a believer. What, what would in the your market? answer be then about semiconductors? 
we should just rely on getting them advanced the chips from Taiwan and South Korea. What happens if we can't do that one day? Well, if we can't do that, we can't do that. But what we ought to be doing <laughs> is is <laughs> in, is remove. No, I'm serious. What? I'm totally serious. Like if, if it doesn't make economic sense for us to make the computer chips here, then what are we doing? It's not no amount of subsidy is going to work. What we ought to be doing instead is reducing government red tape. We ought to be reducing taxes and allow people if they think they see an opportunity in the computer chip industry to pursue it here in the United States. That's why? Why in the world? Would we agree to have a minimum corporate tax with the same country, with the rest of the countries in the world? We ought to have that's right. the lowest corporate tax. Wait, the Biden less. administration thinks if everyone has the same corporate tax, that's somehow good for the Let's United States. To your point, in, 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 Sullivan's, in Sullivan's text and address, he said since 2019, um, uh, investments in semiconductors and clean, clean tech energy has gone up 20-fold since 2019, with a third of that investments coming from abroad yeah. to here in the U.S. Yeah. So we are creating right. a market for foreign investment in these things that we need. So right. And, the, and for all the investment in clean tech, we've done nothing to actually okay, so reduce carbon outputs. Okay, so I said semiconductors and clean nothing. tech. I didn't nothing. Say carbon it. output is still as high as it would ever be otherwise. Sorry, right? And if you drive an electric car, that basically means it can be powered by coal. Terrific. Less. We don't, we don't need to debate. We don't need to debate climate change yeah. or clean energy. That's part of we're it. just talking about we're talking about semiconductors, critical minerals. And telecom gear. You okay, want to talk well, about wake cloth. Up. Wake you want to talk about wool wake up, and my friend. climate change. Wake and, up. And I'm not disagreeing. Hold the up. Biden administration is doing all of those things I that you just ag- listed that we're not doing. Agreed. That's what they want to do. They want to control ag- everything. Agreed. And I'm I'm agreeing with you. We need to rely on the market for 99% of it. The 1% that's critical to our national interest, we can engage in industrial policy and always have you're setting up a straw man that makes it makes it like we can never should never do that. That is clearly wrong. And you should just admit it. And by the way, this is no, not I'm not wrong. Who, I'm not wrong. I'm right. thinks, the fact that we did no, it before doesn't mean it's there, right. It didn't work. then. Is, it's definitely not going to work now. There is no sensible person that thinks a corporate minimum tax aligned with the rest of the world is the right answer. That's idiotic. You're Ex- right about except, that. That is except the Biden administration. Right. Except the people who are actually running the executive branch of our government. Who are the ones who want to make all the decisions about our economy? Why would you let them? Remember our new interrupt rule, Les? And there's no interruption. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's okay. You can do that. That, that, Hold on. But but, but Les, you're right. And we shouldn't give in to that. At the same time, that doesn't mean you have to throw out all industrial policy when it comes to – no, that's – (laughs) <laughs> and there it is. And there it is, folks. The, there is the truth. Straw man right there. Proof that Les is just making a straw man. I love it. You just admitted it. Good to go. Jess and I. My straw take man can beat up your straw man. My straw man can beat up your straw man. That's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Agacon from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Friday for another episode of Faultlines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debates shaking up America. Faultlines is also up on YouTube, so please check us out. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 